0: What are the trends in mortgage fraud, and what should banking institutions and consumers alike know? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. It's my privilege today to be speaking with Lee Williams, the BITS President at the Financial Services Roundtable. Lee, thanks so much for taking time to join me. Hi, Tom, we're happy to do it. Now we hear a lot about ATM fraud, ACH fraud these days, they dominate the headlines. How big of a problem is mortgage fraud for banks and consumers alike?
1: Well, it doesn't surprise me that ATM and ACH, or electronic payment fraud, have caught people's attention. Those are fraud in channels, and I don't think they necessarily compete with or substitutes for doing fraud prevention work on products, on mortgage or on savings accounts. I can tell you that the institutions that we work with pay a lot of attention to securing, to protecting both the channels and individual products. So if you think uh, a little bit about how much of an issue this has become for everyone lately, I'd say from the banking side and the consumer side that motivation is exactly the same. Uh, We recognize that one of the most important things we do is fund people's homes. And if there's anything that puts that at risk, if there's anything that either threatens their ownership of the home because someone might have stepped in and taken a title away from them, or if it delays the resolution of some other problem, if it distracts them or confuses an issue, complicates something that we've been trying to work out with an homeowner, that, that's bad for the homeowner, that's bad for the customer, it's certainly bad for our institutions too. Lee, what are the
0: current mortgage fraud trends that concern you most?
1: I guess I'd split the uh, the answer into mortgage trends and fraud trends. So if you think about what's been happening in the mortgage industry, as housing prices have moved, as volumes have spiked, as new programs have come in from both the government side and the private side to resolve all of this, it's created a fair amount of flux. And there are always criminals who will look for opportunities to uh, take advantage of those kinds of changes or that kind of Um, Flux in any marketplace, that's really caught our attention and it's been very important to us to make sure that we don't leave that opportunity open to them. Fraud trends have evolved a little bit over the last few years. Uh, Originally, they were about originations and applications. Uh, Sometimes people were coaxed into exaggerating their financial position. Uh, Then some of those originations, as the originations tailed off, evolved into servicing fraud where consumers were convinced that someone had taken over the servicing of their mortgage and their payments might have been siphoned off. Now, as people are trying to resolve those issues, uh, there's another one that's been layered on top, and that is loan modification frauds or foreclosure scams. And it's very important to us that we uh, deal with both origination and servicing scams that are beginning to surface but that were created two, three years ago, and that we make sure that We don't add any new problems on top, either from the loan mod or the foreclosure uh, arenas. Who
0: do you find to be most at risk of falling victim to mortgage fraud now, whether it be an institution or a customer?
1: Well, even outside of mortgage fraud, I'd say in fraud more generally, there's a truism that people who are in financial difficulty or people who are somehow isolated or alienated uh, are ripe to be victimized by criminals and if you think about what's been happening in the mortgage arena uh, both of those can be true there are people who've had some financial difficulties over the last couple of years they're worried about the value of their homes they may be unemployed and just barely scraping by and many of those people have not been comfortable talking to their institutions they might have gotten a little late in their payments and they've just lost a little bit of touch if someone steps in and promises that they can solve all of that with the wave of the magic wand or with the writing of a check, uh, those people are going to be very vulnerable to that kind of scam. The answer, of course, one of many answers, is that we need to make sure those people are reconnected with their lenders, that they feel comfortable working with the institutions that are our members to resolve the problems that these other people can never will never resolve for them.
0: You've just released a new booklet. It's entitled Be Your Own Best Advocate, Mortgage Fraud Prevention. Lee, what are the main takeaways from this booklet?
1: The booklet actually has a couple of different components to it. One is one that just frames this issue where we look at the kinds of scams that are being perpetrated, the frequency with which uh, we're seeing them in institutions or the frequency with which law enforcement is now investigating them. And the other piece is what individuals see from their perspective, what some of the red flags might be from a consumer's standpoint. So we we think of it as two real thrusts. One is beginning to characterize this as a shared concern, and then beginning to think about what both institutions and consumers ultimately can do to protect one another.
0: Well, I wanna break it down and ask you about the institutions and the consumers. And let's we'll start with the former. What are the specific messages to banking institutions from this new publication?
1: Institutions have done a lot on this count for uh, not just a couple of months now, since our booklet's been out, but for many years. One of the things that we've tried to do is to refresh some of that work to help them understand what kinds of protections, controls they have in place, what red flags they need to watch for, uh, how to structure investigations for the maximum effect how to prepare and package their cases so that law enforcement and prosecutors can follow up on them. Uh, a lot of the things that institutions have been doing for years just needed to be a little bit refreshed with some new schemes in the marketplace and you know, with new volumes and new programs that uh, that touch this area.
0: Flip side of that, Lee, what's the message to consumers?
1: Consumers uh as we said uh, a second ago, need to make sure that they are fully connected with their lenders. Uh, These lenders know that there are certain things they can do, but they need to be working with their customers, and they're happy to do that. So I'd encourage anyone who spots something that's a little suspicious, contact their lender right away. Anyone who sees a promise that looks too good to be true, to contact their lender right away. And if for whatever reason, if they're a little behind in their payments or they have other issues and they're a little uncomfortable having that conversation, we've set up a separate channel so that there are people who know these issues inside and out who can help them uh, without them feeling as if they have to talk to someone that they might owe money to. Uh, one suggestion is that they go to a nonprofit coalition, Hope Now, uh, available through their website, hopenow.com, or at 888 995 HOPE, H-O-P-E. There are some things that we'd just encourage people to stay very conscious of. There are some do's and don'ts that we published in this brochure. For example, do be honest. Be honest about your situation. Be honest in the information that you have in applications for financing or refi. Uh, Do pay a lot of attention to the details that are in inspections and appraisals and documents. And then again, uh, do work with your lender. There are a couple of don'ts in the brochure as well. One is, Don't either on your own or at other people's encouragement, provide any false information. At the end of the day, that doesn't help the homeowner, doesn't help the process, puts everyone at risk. And don't sign documents that are incomplete. Every once in a while someone's tempted to fill something out 90% of the way, let a mortgage broker or let someone that might be a stranger to them fill out the rest. We would highly discourage that. Let's make sure that people do their own due diligence and that they don't let others take advantage of them.
0: Lee, let's also get in a plug for this book, that where can institutions and consumers find this?
1: Many of our lenders are making it available uh, through their institutions. We're also making it directly available to consumers uh, on our website, bits.org, B-I-T-S.org. And uh, we're, we're hoping that it will get as much circulation as possible. We know that we really need uh, awareness and involvement of consumers, of people who ultimately, we hope, will be our members' customers to make all this work.
0: So if we could sum it up, please. If there's one thing that banking institutions could be doing now to reduce their risk of mortgage fraud, what would you advise them?
1: I'd say it might not be one thing, but two. Two. Uh, The first is to do all the things that they can do themselves. So sharpen up their own controls, get employee awareness up, make sure that they follow their own policies and procedures, the whole bundle of things that they work very hard to do, but we'd encourage them to double up those efforts in. And then a second bundle of efforts is to work with everyone else. There are lots of things that can't be done by an individual institution. Some of those we do as an industry when we get multiple institutions together. Some they do with law enforcement or other agencies. And as I think I've stressed, uh, much of it has to be done with the customers. So we'd say banks, do everything that you can on your own. Do everything that you can collectively.
0: Very good, Lee. I appreciate your time and your insight today. It's my pleasure. We've been talking about mortgage fraud. We've been talking with Lee Williams, the BITS president at the Financial Services Roundtable. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.